Welcome to Magic School, where you'll learn how to level up every aspect of your life and make your everyday magical, one step at a time, with magic that works. This is one of the, this Focus Pocus is one of those ones that I like put together 100% for like magical intention. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is going to smell like, but I know this is going to work well. Or like, I think it should work well. And I put it together, put it together. And what have you got? Focus Pocus. Um, <laughs> no, it's one of my favorite fucking smells in the whole entire world. And it works like magic. I was going to say a charm, but... It yeah. works like a charm. It works like a potion. It works like magic. It's actually all of those things. It is all of those things. I just rolled it focus, on in focus. the shape of Ansu's on my wrists. Um, but anyhow, welcome to magic school, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what's up, witches? I am your host, Vervain Hell's Daughter, and this is my guest professor today, Abigail Sitter. You want to say hi, Abigail? Hello. Hi. Um, she's been on here before. You remember her. I don't remember what episode number it was, but she came on to talk about psychopomp work. And today we're going to be talking about something that you are way more likely to use in your everyday life. <laughs> and by your everyday life, I mean literally every single day. So today's lesson is all about simple, approachable, and actionable ways to upgrade the words that we use every single day that shape our realities. So hopefully you will walk away from this lesson with a new understanding of the power of your word and with six simple conscious language upgrades that you can start using right away. But before we get into that, let's go over last week's homework, by which I mean um obviously my me doing last week's homework was just the last like the entire reading that I did did you do the body mind spirit whole self support reading or no I haven't I haven't done the cards yet that's but fine. I'm very excited about it that is and fine. upgrade and I'm very excited about it yes <laughs> um but on my homework I as I sat down here to record this I looked up over my desk and I had a post-it up there right one of my manifesting post-its and it says next time I wake up feeling like shit Put on my oils and get on my yoga mat first thing. And goddamn, have I been good about that lately. And what's actually been happening is the last, like for a while now, I've been getting up and not even waiting to feel like shit. I've just been getting up, reading, doing my yoga, putting on my oils, saying my mission statement, all that fun stuff. And those are the sort of daily rituals that I really do want to do some more episodes about coming up. But um, today I accidentally broke my flow and did kind of find myself feeling like shit and you know what I stepped back into myself I got on my yoga mat I stretched I put on some fucking oils and I chose to like reset my attitude and my energy and it was fantastic so I'm seeing this post it and I'm pretty sure that that was a note that I made to myself from the I don't know if that was from my last reading or if that was from uh, like another I don't know what that was from but I'm pretty sure this was inspired by something that I talked about in a previous episode so I'm gonna stick it on my little receipt spike there victory and uh no one else turned any in any homework so uh you all fail um <laughs> no you you're doing a great job is what I meant to say um but not on the not on turning in homework you might be doing a really great job on doing the homework but I can't grade it if you don't turn it in. Um, anyhow, so what are we going to talk about today, Abigail? Well, 
Well, we're going to talk about the power of our words and why do we even care about (laughs) using quote unquote conscious language? What is conscious language? How does it work? Why is it important? And some of our personal experiences that we've had with it. And hopefully by the end of it, you'll have a better sense of what the heck is even conscious language. And I think that's actually a really good place to start because I think that you and I actually have overlapping but different understandings of conscious language. Um, Because I I know that you go into like entire levels of it that I like don't even begin to like understand or process at this point and like haven't found the spoons to like care that much about honestly but like I know that it matters to you and that it's powerful for you so I don't want to like discount that and be like oh this doesn't mean anything to me so we're not ever going to talk about it on my podcast like I know that it means something to you and you mean something to me and I trust you and like if if a piece of magic works for you like I think it's worth sharing with the world and I know that these are not things that have just worked for you either like these are things that have been you know, largely, like, I know some of them, some of the things that we're going to talk about on this episode are things that have been, that we, like, we've kind of discovered for ourselves, although certainly other people have probably also discovered them too. Um, But a lot of them are things that have been handed down to us by other people who realized the same thing or who had them handed down to them through generations of people Mm -hmm. who somewhere long ago realized the same thing. Generational language choices and cultural impacts of language choices and... Yeah. yeah, it's not just like we don't just wake up as adults and have exactly awareness. the perfect aware- yeah, awareness yeah. of our vocabulary and our words and, and of the yeah, of the power of our words. Yeah, cuz we grow up taking our words for granted. Like we just use them to communicate, right? We don't necessarily we aren't we are we do not live in a culture that takes seriously the power of how we use our word to shape our realities and we're hoping to change a little bit of that in this episode yes so for me like my experience and my relationship with conscious language has largely been one of just creating an awareness of the words that I'm using and their literal meanings and their metaphorical meanings and their energetic like meanings and and effects And asking myself the question of, is that really something that I want to be speaking into my life? Or is that really how I want to be talking about this thing? Is that really how I want to be framing my own power? And this is all going to make so much more sense when we start talking about examples. Um, So for me, conscious language, integrating that into my life has been a practice of looking at some of the ways that I say things and then reframing it into... A, a new way to say something that may may actually change my own attitudes or beliefs and therefore my own actions and decisions and therefore my life. And, and also the way that we speak affects how the people we speak to perceive us and how, how we are perceived in the world has a huge effect on our lives, on our realities. I would um, also add, yeah, like, it was not ask. only perceived, but experienced, like yes. how others are experiencing, relating how to us. How we make other people feel or how other people I, feel in reaction to us. Yeah. Being with us, how do they feel? I think neither of us really believe in like making other people feel. Yeah. That's actually a conscious language yes. thing. Yes. <laughs> 
codependent into co-empowerment um, thing is you make me feel versus being with you, I feel, and taking full ownership of the dynamic and the the feeling that you're personally having and not placing 100% yeah. responsibility on the other person for like, you made me feel this way. And that's like way below the line. But Which we'll get into that later in a second. <laughs> and we could I think we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast before. But but the whole like you make me feel or whatever, like that sort of thing. That's one of those things where you do have to have a certain level of self-awareness and like willingness to question yourself, because if it's like, you know, if you have one person in your life coming to you and being like, you made me feel like you, you make me feel like shit. I don't like you. Um, it, it it might be something that you did, but it might also be them if, like, everybody else in your life is like, wow, you're really cool. I always feel so good when I'm around you. But if, like, multiple people are, are you know, communicating that they don't feel so great around you, that might actually be a you thing. Uh, and that might be something worth looking into. But, um... Moving, do you have, did you have anything else to say about what is conscious language and why is it important, Abigail? Because if you do, I yes. really want to make space yes, for that. Yes, I do. Um, I, I feel like I have a few things to say on this because I've taken up the torch of studying it over the last four or five years, and I'm so grateful that I did. Um, and choosing to study this and look at language and the vibrational effect that our words have on ourselves let alone our partners and our friends and our people everyone in our life that we work with um it's a responsibility thing for me it's it's being mm -hmm. willing to say i am responsible for the words that come out of my mouth mm -hmm. and it has effect it has a cause and effect and i believe in the ability that i have with my own mouth to create cause and effect in the world and i'm choosing to take responsibility for it language is mm -hmm. as old as time that's not always been english obviously but we've been communicating as humans for a very long time and mm -hmm. When I first started studying conscious language, um, one of the books that I read, The Logos of Now, uh, Conscious Language, Logos of Now, Robert Tennant Stevenson, really wonderful book. It's a great place to start. Um, he talks about the Hopi people and the people in that tribe. He was studying the way they um, wrote and spoke to each other. And there was actually no words for, in their entire language, there was no words for past or future they only spoke in now context whoa and so from that place uh robert bob started to really look at like what if we just had the language of now the logos of now the mm. word like speech of now and what would that do and finding spaces to lean into and i mean he got very scientific with it you can really like he goes really really deep you can look him up online if you look up anything conscious language related it's probably going to take you to um robert's website he's been doing this for 20 or 30 years maybe even longer i'm not sure but a very long time and that was where i got started and studying with people who studied under him and reading and researching um and then also noticing and choosing to notice my words and the mm -hmm. cause and effect they have and just like taking a micro 
like especially the effect that when we speak something how that affects how how something that i say affects me emotionally Mm -hmm. because it the way that we frame things with our words really affects how we feel about engaging with them and we'll give you some examples later on the episode i don't know if i i don't remember how i started getting into this because i feel like i had at least some awareness of the power of my word and like trying to choose words consciously like before i met you and before i read the four agreements but i know that like through getting to know you and through reading the four agreements um which is the book that I feel like really opened me to, to understanding a lot more of this and to being like much more to cultivating a much higher awareness of my own words. Cause the first agreement, if you haven't read the four agreements after listening to like 14 episodes of this podcast, are you even listening to this podcast? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, the first agreement is be to be impeccable with your word and that God, it's so huge. It's so huge. And he, he talks so much about how words are spells. And, like, that's something that I think I've understood innately for a long time. But he 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 makes it – Don Miguel Ruiz, like, clarifies it and gives such good examples that, that make it so clear. Um, one thing that we didn't <laughs> – I forgot to put in this outline is – who the hell are you and what right do you have to come on this podcast and talk about this, Abigail? I noticed that wasn't in your outline, so I was like trying to <laughs> no, it was to, like in, go uh, back to that. another version of it. But you know, it's gonna be in the podcast because we're gonna talk about it right now. So tell we're, us, Abigail, we're here, who are you? We're here right and now. And where does your authority come from? Um, I don't know if I have authority, but it, it's definitely your authority comes from within. Yes. Um, I get to talk about these things because I choose to learn them and integrate them as much as I humanly possibly can. And um, I do believe that words are spells and magic spelling of putting words together and writing them and speaking them has an effect on ourselves, the way we talk to ourselves, self-talk, interpersonal relationship with our own dialogue that we have in our head that no one else hears except us and also the dialogue that comes out of our mouths and the way we relate to other people Um, and I wanted to improve that I wanted to connect deeply I took it upon myself a long while ago to get really good at understanding people and relating with people Um, I did that through doing a lot of authentic relating courses from Sarah Ness. If you've ever heard of her, she's amazing. And she does the authentic revolution. And I did a lot of workshops with her learning how to do authentic relating games facilitation, did a bunch of um, sacred stays with Alicia Howry and the sacred stays team and Jonaki and everybody. It was, it was really wonderful getting to meet so many people and get exposed to People who didn't just like think this was a cool idea, but they like took it on and made it a part of their everyday life. And then Mm -hmm. talking to those people and making those people, you know, my friend and really taking the time and energy investing in those friendships and relating in such a beautiful way. I was like, I can't go back. Mm -hmm. I can't like Mm -hmm. this is so clear. This is so filled with so much love. This is transformational. This is easy. This is um, purposeful. This is. I, I don't want to say transformational again, but like it no, it really, it really was for me. 
Um, and so exposing myself to that and choosing to invest and continue to read and have that inner dialogue with myself, I think it really started with a commitment that I made to myself to be in awareness and consciousness of my own thoughts and feeling world in a, in a deep relational way with me. Mm-hmm. Um, once you make that sort of promise to yourself, it's not something you can just walk away from. No, it's really, it's not. Um, It's like, it's like once you know, it's like, like taking the pill, you know, like once you know, you can't unknow. You really can't. Like you can choose to ignore it, but you're going to feel that lack of integrity in your very soul. And it's not a good feeling. (laughs) Yes. And, um, and you've taken this a step further in your life, right? I do. I do offer that to some people if they choose to step into that space with me. Um, I really enjoy getting to hear people where they're at and be really present with them. And cause people will always tell you the solution to their problems by telling you their problems. <laughs> it's really actually simple. It's really simple. I know it's, it's really simple, but if you're trained to listen to it and you know the way out and the upgrade and the way through, and you can hold emotional space for them to shift into the um, the desired outcome that they're really wanting. It's amazing because it, people want to change. People want to live their best life. And if you listen to them and you hold space for them, and you're like, this is, you know, apathy. What's the opposite of apathy? Or this is anger, you know, acting. And being able, like studying it, looking and also deeply tied into all of this is body language and eye reading and noticing and translating the the language the unspoken unconscious words that the person may not be able to verbalize and I'm sitting with them and seeing them and witnessing all of it and translating it with them and holding space for them to move through that scale of emotions and be present in a deep way that maybe they've never been present with themselves before can lead to miracles of shift. I just had a crazy idea. You're going to have to tell me if it's crazy, crazy or crazy cool. I think I know what you're going to say. What do you think I'm going to say? I think you want to have me do an upgrade with you right now. No, actually. I was going to say that I I was (laughs) thinking, I mean... Uh, that could be cool, but I think we probably don't have that much time to do that. On this it can episode. be very fast, but oh well, depends on you. Up <laughs> <laughs> to you how fast um, upgrades are. <laughs> anyhow, my crazy idea was: I think it could be really cool for us to offer like dual coaching sessions, where like like combining your conscious language coaching and divinatory coaching. I think oh. that could be really powerful. I'd love to talk more about that. That sounds okay. interesting. We can talk about that some other time. But I wanted to broadcast that out into the universe in case you liked it. If you didn't think it was a good idea, I was going to edit it out. So if you still if I you think actually you don't know, think it's a really, good idea, I'll edit I, it out. <laughs> I really want to hear more about that. Okay. Um. So I think there were a couple of like kind of like introductory expository things that like concepts that we wanted to talk about before going into the six simple but powerful upgrades that we're going to deliver to you. Um, and the first one that you wanted to talk about was the scale of emotions. And so like, what is the scale of emotions and how can being familiar with that help you access your inner power? 
Well, first of all, self-awareness and knowing where you're at is very powerful. And this is just a tool to kind of help you gauge yourself. Um, Whenever she posts this and has additional resources, I'll add in there a graphic so you guys can actually pull up and see like a page of what it is that I'm talking about. But it goes from the lowest vibratory point, which is apathy, grief, um, anger, pain, enthusiasm. Um, there's a, I think there's like one in there I'm missing, but it's like color coded and you can kind of hear there's like recommended, um, this is, if this is acting, it might sound like this. And this is the Mm. upgrade in the way out. Mm. So you can kind of, if you familiarize yourself with it, you can go, oh man, I'm in resentment right now, or Mm -hmm. I'm in resistance, or I'm in anger, or I'm in pain, like, whoa. And that's what those things come out sounding like. And if you familiarize with your, familiarize yourself with it enough, um, I had it printed out and put on my wall for years. Um, highly recommend if you want to actually get to know yourself really well and where you're sitting um, every day. I highly recommend that. Um, the scale of emotions is kind of a cheat sheet to helping you transform like quickly saying, where, where you, am I at and how do I get out of it? Where did you learn about this tool? Uh, with Alicia. Okay. Yeah, I'm really I, I've like heard you talk about this a little bit, but I have not like seen the graphic and I'm like really curious to see it and put it. Oh, in yeah. The, and in it's also in some of the books as well for the conscious language resources. It's some in some of the books. So and you were talking yesterday when you were when we were like brainstorming this, you were telling me that like one of them was like right. Pain. Yeah. Pain was. Tell me about the pain one. So pain is the loudest talker. And whenever you're physically feeling pain in your physical earth suit your body well, and also, or your like, emotional by the way, like in your brain emotional pain and physical pain are exactly the same in your brain it's the same thing yeah that's what I was about to say yeah um pain is a really loud communicator it's like knocking on the door saying hey we're really ready to transform into enthusiasm and joy and excitement and love and the highest <laughs> vibration that you have we're knocking on this door really loudly and we're getting really loud so you can hear us Mm -hmm. um so if you are willing to be with pain and people this is where we've seen our you know generations trauma come from people running away from their pain points growing pains growing pains and if you are willing to hold and stay with you during that active pain you can find massive transformation and massive healing and if you learn how to do it honestly like where i am right now Mm. and not like in this particular instance but like in this phase of my life is like i i've been i talked about this on my last couple episodes but i have been like working really hard on leveling up but also (laughs) expending a lot of energy on not being present in my body in order to avoid a lot of the emotional and physical pain that i Mm-hmm. deal with when I am present in my body and so like the first part of this work this year has been really forcing myself or it mm, mm, upgrade really inviting myself to be present in my body mm-hmm. and in my physical space and 
it has meant being present with a lot of pain. <laughs> Do you remember this morning? <laughs> Mm-hmm. This morning, I, so I was in a, I I started my moon this morning, and I ran upstairs to get my Dragon Time massage oil to like take care of me, and I just I went upstairs, and I was like so frustrated by the pain. I just I got up, I closed the door, and I was like, I'm present in my body now, and it hurts like a bitch. How do you feel about that now? You invited me, and I'm here. I hope you're happy. <laughs> And it's just like, you know, this is what I signed up for. And I know that the transformation, like if you're going through hell, keep going. Mm -hmm. If you're going through hell, keep going. Bam. And choose love. Yeah. Yeah. Also Yes. That's the Guan Yin story. (laughs) Yes. That's the Guan Yin story. Yes. I think also the Jesus story. You know, the Guan Yin story and the Jesus story are like 95% overlap, I feel like. Mm. People might disagree with me on that. We don't have to talk about that right now. Um, <laughs> that's what I feel like. The legend of Meow Sean and a lot of the Jesus story have, there's a lot of overlap. Maybe not 95%, but a lot. Um, so, okay. So another thing that we wanted to go over real quick mm-hmm. was the responsibility line. This is another yes. tool that you have brought to my awareness. This is a lovely, beautiful tool that I found um, through actually Elizabeth McDougall. And her program, Essential One, back in January of 2020, I went to a three-day workshop with her called Essential One, and it was a really lovely experience. I really hope they start doing those again. Um, Her daughter passed away really tragically in a car accident, so they stopped doing the in-person ones, but I'm praying that um, the community will come together and create that experience again and if they do I would love for you to be there and hold your hand with that I used to um be one of the facilitators for that workshop and it was magic anyway um in that three-day workshop she had a tool that she used she had a really big whiteboard and she would draw in front of the class, in front of everybody, she would draw responsibility, big, black, bold letters. Responsibility. We want to stay above the responsible line. And she would draw a big line underneath of it. And underneath of that line is where we don't want to go. And under that line is blame, shame, guilt, and justify. And that is also a really great tool mm-hmm. to check yourself and other people that you're relating with if you are being responsible, able to respond, ability to be in response consciously. And if you're down there in any of those... And that's responding versus reacting. Yes, because a reaction is going to sound a lot more like a justification. Or blaming someone or else. Or a blame. Or, or yeah, taking or guilt, it personally. Or shame. shame yeah. 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 It's it's really a powerful tool that basically everyone that I'm in deep relationship with of any kind is aware that that's my um, commitment to myself. And I would like that to also be the commitment with them in, in our relationship and friendship or whatever it is, whatever, what have you. Um, that I choose to stay above that responsibility line to my best ability. And if you see me going below that line, 
I trust you to call me up and call me forward and knock on the door and be like, hey, I believe in you. I believe you can do better than this. What is it going to take for you to come back up to responsible? Yeah. And that's been huge for allowing our friendship to continue so well for so long. I feel like if we could not call each other out on our bullshit Mm. and be like, Mm -hmm. that doesn't sound like responsibility to me. And like, like just last week, I forget what it was. There was something that you said and I I brought it up and you were like, yeah, that's justify. Um, Let me, (laughs) let me shift that. And I know you've done this for me. Um, Do you remember what that was? Oh, I know what it was. What was it? It was that I haven't had a chance. Oh, you did. Which we're going to talk about. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the, the responsibility line, the four agreements, all of, all of these tools are things that you can use to create your own upgrades in your life, um, in your own language. And also, like, that sort of thinking, that sort of line of questioning is exactly the sort of thing that has... Um, facilitated the creation or the realization of the six simple upgrades that we are about to go over. Um, did you have anything else, Abigail, that you want to say before we go into those six simple upgrades? Um, uh, it's a choice. I was going to say, like, if you embark on this journey, like, it's going to force you and lovingly force you and propel you and push you into living a better version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's going to challenge all of the status quos. It's going to challenge all the limiting belief systems. And so if you're not interested in that and you don't want to be responsible and you're not interested in upgrading your life, then what your... the fuck are you doing listening to this podcast? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> just like, fair warning like, like this if podcast hearing... is literally about leveling up every aspect of your life with practical and approachable witchcraft that works yeah so if you're not here to level the fuck up probably like do some journaling on that because mm. <laughs> i was gonna invite people to like just be really aware of if we're like speaking on a specific upgrade mm-hmm. and you notice a reaction in your body mm. or you notice something within yourself of a pattern of like whoa that's me or that has been me up until now that's been us too oh yeah like we're not here to make you feel like shit well oh, we're, no. we're here to make you feel just enough like shit that you're like i need to make a change but like you're not bad for using the the phrases that we're gonna be like this is not something you want to be saying this is not something that you can like this is the if you're saying this you're not taking responsibility right and I'm not here to be a a grammar Nazi or anything <laughs> like that I've been called all kinds of things in oh that realm gosh. it's it's the not thought of about you being that. a grammar Nazi is hilarious to me. <laughs> good (laughs) i have gone through grammar nazi phases of my life um and we're we're done with that um yeah yeah we're not here to like make anyone feel like shit or to like tell you like you're not good enough or to like tell you you're you're doing things wrong we're here to offer tools and invite you to use these tools to transform your relationship with the words that come out of your mouth or your keyboard 
or however you bring you talk words to into yourself the world. in yeah. your head yeah yeah the way you talk to yourself in your head that's huge mm -hmm. huge and that's still like because I know I've gotten actually like pretty damn good about how I speak to others oh but that self -talk. to myself I'll still say things and you've probably even heard it on my podcast I'll probably even say things like man I'm such a fucking idiot sometimes and like I cringe I cringe I know, every I time <laughs> and like I know it's not true either. Like, I know that I'm not an idiot. I, like, I know that I'm actually, like, very intelligent. And I I think, honestly, that some of that comes from feeling like, like, well, not from feeling like, from knowing for an absolute fact that my intelligence has been intimidating to a lot of people in the past and having been working for years on coaching myself to be less intimidating and more approachable. Um, which is a huge part of my Saturn, Saturn Aquarius, I think. Um, like that's one of the things that really came up when you were telling me about Saturn Aquarius and what that even means. Um, but I think, okay. Are, do and we right move? there, I just want to <laughs> go. Just, I just want to say like that right there. Yeah. That habit or that act, yeah. that thing that's acting mm -hmm. is something that if we were in a coaching session, we could do a translation on. Okay, that could be that could be a really interesting like bonus episode sometime. We'll see. We'll see where we'll it goes. See. Um Yeah, yeah, but that that kind of language I believe is is literally like me dimming my shine to make other people more comfortable. Mm. Um only even though it's like self-talk when I'm alone, it's like programming that to make me more approachable and relatable and like make people more comfortable around me. And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, anyhow, that's not something I need to be doing anymore. I choose to break that spell. Let's move forward. And with that, are we ready to move into the upgrades? Yes. Let's okay. go. So the first one that we wanted to talk about, because this is one of the absolute biggest ones. And if you change just this one, you will experience some big shifts i really firmly believe that and that is we're gonna upgrade the word can't mm. and so when we say like i can't do this i can't do that um there's so 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 often our belief about what we can and can't do is a blame is is playing the blame game placing the blame on our ability or our power when the truth is like often we have the power to make any number of choices now there might actually be things that we can't do and that's not what we're talking about do you have a, an example at the top of your mind abigail Oh, something that you can't. That people might think no, that no. That, pe do, that people might say like I can't, but like it's not true. Like you actually can, and you that's actually a oh, choice. Oh, anything really. Like there's a lot of examples. Like I can't, I can't wear that color. That doesn't. Oh go my with god. My... Oh god, that's what I heard all the time growing up. Was oh that looks great on you, but I could never pull that off. Mm. And I remember always thinking, like, I don't know what the fuck you think I'm doing to pull this off. All I did was put it on in the morning and, like, decide to leave the house in it and not worry about it. And, like, 
that's really what it comes down to. Like to pull something off is to like choose to do it and not worry about it. Embody, rock yeah. it. Yeah, you're choosing to rock it. Yeah, and the idea that you like can't when you say like I can't wear yellow, for example, like what you're really saying is like I have received information that I might receive judgment from certain people about wearing yellow and I'm afraid of judgment or like and and that might be judgment from other people it might be judgment from yourself it might be like and that- I remember my mom telling me when I was a kid that like you don't wear pink and red together unless it's Valentine's Day and god I fucking love pink and red together <laughs> But it took me so many years to accept that and to come to terms with that, that like that was a that was a rule that could be broken and that that wasn't even like a fucking rule, you know, and I mean, all love to my mother. No, no shade. Um, But that was something that that stuck with me and that it took willpower to be like, Mm -hmm. you absolutely fucking can wear pink and red together. Right there. You just said it. So the way out of I can't is actually I will it's not I can it's Mm. I will because the I can't is ruled in the solar plexus part of the body and that is where will is activated Mm. and so when I can't shows up it's actually like no you're just not in touch with your will Mm -hmm. and your ability to create in your creation center it's a deflection of responsibility it's a denial of your own power Yes, and we're, most of us, I'm not going to say all of us, but a large percentage of us did not have conscious language speaking parents, mm-hmm. definitely including myself. Um, and so we get their programs and we get the way they said it and what they believe and what they think. And we're just little sponges and we mm-hmm. soak it all up and we mm-hmm. think, oh, well, that's what mom and dad thought or believed or did about that. So that must be true for me, too. And we just well, and a lot of us don't even copy paste. that. It's not even a conscious thought. They're like, oh, that's no, what mom and dad did. So that's what I'll do. It's just like that's the pattern that was mm-hmm. handed down to you. Mm-hmm. And you Othala, you've inherited that. Mm-hmm. And I just thought of two more examples. Can I share them? Sure. Okay. These are like every single fucking day examples. I can't, like, I can't make it. Like, oh, I can't make it to that event. No. You can go wherever the fuck you please. You have something else that's more important to you that you're choosing. I'm making this other thing a better, a, a bigger priority right now. Yeah. Is a yeah. more responsible way to communicate that. When can I... Yeah. Make time to or make like, you a priority. Or like, oh, I have something else scheduled that day. So, um, and I mean, like, like it's one thing to, to use the phrase, I can't make it, like, as an RSVP. But it's another thing to, like, use that in the way that you understand. And would you would you have, like, an upgrade in, like, an actual RSVP situation? Uh, you did just give that, actually. Was, like, I have a higher, like... I already have something that I'm choosing to do with my time that day. Um, is there another time that we could schedule or plan for to prioritize each other, basically? And you notice what is in there is so much honesty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So much honesty mm-hmm. and and connection with the truth that it's not the subconscious making an excuse or trying to be socially acceptable or anything. It's... This is exactly what's going on, and this is exactly what I'm choosing to prioritize. Mm-hmm. And I would love 
to prioritize you at this other time where it works for me better. Mm-hmm. And that takes like guts, man. Like And willpower. Yeah, it takes wills. Being and in touch with your will and, and the direction of your will. Like I am taking my will and I am doing this this Thursday. You can be there or not. Yeah. You know, oh, but this is what I'm doing. And magic is just creating change in the world in accordance with your will. And that's why when we say that words are spells, words are power, words are magic, we make magic every day with our words. It's because our words are how are, are a big part of how our will moves out and shapes things in the world. Mm-hmm. You shape all sorts of things. I'm not even going to go into examples because it's literally infinite. So the other example that I was going to give for can't though. Oh, and I was going to say that we just went over that. Like that. No, you you can make it. You're you're choosing. So for for me, I feel like a lot of times the upgrade to can't is I choose, and that comes through especially clear in I can't afford. Mm. And I can't afford is a phrase that I chose to eliminate from my vocabulary a few years ago because I realized that like. You used to say that. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I used to say it all the time. And I realized that not only was... So on the one hand, first thing, in a manifestation sense, saying I can't afford is literally inviting the energy of not being able to afford things, is literally inviting the energy of not having enough resources. And I choose not to <laughs> invite the energy of not having enough resources. I choose to invite the energy of abundance, which is the energy of having more than enough and, you know, enough to share. Right. And so uh, the way that I chose to upgrade the phrase I can't afford was I choose not to spend my money on or like. So, f- for example, I want I want to give you like a real example right now is like let's say that I so okay so this is actually this has been a really big one for me lately because I can find it really tempting to say we I or we can't afford to have a baby right now and that's not true because actually like getting pregnant and popping out a baby if you do it at home is free <laughs> that don't cost you no money. Um, it just depends on how you want to do it, right? But then even if there's like very specific ways that you want to do it, and what I really mean when I when I am tempted to say I can't afford to have a baby is that like I don't have the financial resources to support a baby having the infancy and early childhood that I would want to give my children. And you know, what What I mean by that is that, like, in order to take care of a baby, I would have to quit my job because I make less than childcare costs per hour. And if I quit my job, we couldn't afford to keep living in this house, which is true. Like, if, if it's just my husband's income and I'm staying home not making any money, um, which is also not true because I do make some money from home um, and I'm choosing to prioritize making more money from home this year so that I can afford to have a baby and will have a baby. Um, But that's choices that I'm making because if I really, really, really wanted to have a baby right now, I could absolutely sell my car, move to a smaller house, sell or donate half my possessions, not have to worry about them, 
and stay home with the baby and live on just my husband's paycheck. Like we could absolutely make that happen. That's just not the reality that I choose to create for myself. And and so that for me is is like my most real, most current example of upgrading the I can't afford mentality because it's forcing me to take responsibility. When I sit in I can't afford, that's placing the blame on my bank account. That's placing the blame on my paychecks. It's placing the blame on the costs of whatever it is that I quote unquote can't afford. When when I switch to choose to, it's it's I am choosing to make the changes because because what I would have to say if I was going to keep the same choice but keep the responsibility and the integrity is I would have to say I'm choosing not to have a baby right now, which is true. I've said this to you. I'm choosing not to have a baby right now because like I want to make sure that I am fully resourced to support a child in a way that feels really aligned to me. And that's very clear. And with yourself and everyone else. Yeah. That's Thank clarity. You. you have clarity on Thank that. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm very clear about what I want and I'm very clear that um that's not identical to my current situation and I'm very clear also on what needs to happen for my situation to change enough that I feel like I can and I will and I choose to rather than I choose not to or worse, I can't. Because um, I can't doesn't just become I can when your fairy godmother shows up and turns your pumpkin into a paycheck. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. you know, I, the I can happens when you make the choice, like you said, I will. When you take responsibility for, well, why can't you? And what can you do to change that? And to me, being a witch in the first place, claiming that title at all is about claiming responsibility. And the reason that it took me so many years of practicing magic and being a pagan and like engaging in witchcraft, quote unquote, but not call not feeling comfortable calling myself a witch. The reason it took me so many years to claim that title was because I felt how much like I, I didn't I couldn't articulate it, but I felt innately how much responsibility was tied to that title and I was not ready for it but I've claimed it now (laughs) here we are and then I I have written in there with I can't don't know how yeah it's in the give up yeah apathy I don't know and I'm not willing to find out exactly because that's what you're saying when you say I don't know how or I don't know you're saying it's not worth it to me to spend the time and energy and resources that it would take to find out or to learn. And this is directly translating these things. This isn't like to make you feel bad about choices you've made. It's just, it yeah. is the dr- direct translation of like what it not sugarcoated, like what your subconscious is actually saying. Yeah. So I not not naming names, not calling anyone out directly, but like when somebody comes to me and says, I don't know how to make a QR code, what I hear is I'm not willing to Google how to make a QR code. And <laughs> um, not naming any names, not calling anyone out. Um, but that's that's you know, there are so many things like that that we throughout our day. And the truth is, you know, most people and when you listen if you start listening to other people, this is actually one of the easiest ways. It's much easier to catch other people in their unconscious language than it is to catch yourself. And you'll start catching other people first. Mm. At least that's how it was for me, I think. 
I don't know. I started noticing some things in myself, but then there were things that I would notice in other people. Like I would hear the way they said it and that would cause me to like reflect on like, oh, like, like that did not feel good the way that that came out. And like, I've said something like that or like, how does that happen in me? And um, so if you start listening and you hear people Mm -hmm. saying like all the time, like, I don't know, like one of my absolute favorite things about having a tiny internet accessor available, like almost 24 7 actually left it downstairs great well i have two other larger internet accessors right in front of me but i left my phone downstairs um (laughs) but one of my favorite things about having a smartphone is that if i ever like don't know i can almost certainly find out with a few pushes of buttons and saying i don't know and like having that power having the power to know because it's literally infinite knowledge at your fingertips. Sometimes sorting through it, like, to find the good stuff, to find the truth is, is a little hard. takes a little more time. But, like, the knowledge is there for most things. There's a few things we still don't know. But there's a lot that someone knows that you can access through the internet. So when I say I don't know, that forces me now to, or invites me, that invites me now to ask is this something that I actually want to know? Mm. And am I like placing the blame for not knowing on the universe? Or is this something that I want to know enough? Or is this something that I like legitimately don't care about enough to find out? Or is this something that I want to know enough that I'm going to do what it takes to find out either like right now or like schedule some time to do it. And I've learned, you, you learn a lot that way. For sure. And I also want to say something that will soothe the relationship with yourself as you're diving into being aware of these things is having the presence of loving awareness and feeling Mm. into what that feels like in your body and the gentle detachment between the experience and what you're making it mean Mm -hmm. and having awareness of your experience and your thought processes and your language and having these realizations and having these these upgrades falling back into grace and falling back into the arms of loving awareness and what that really is is slowing down and not creating unpleasant consequences for yourself because all we really have are what we make things mean and our perceived consequences of what we've made it mean. And if you have the backdrop of I'm in loving awareness of this and if you're capable of this much grace, (laughs) you can hold that space for other people as well Mm -hmm. when they're going through. Maybe they said something to you that was maybe really unkind or unconscious and or so angry often, yeah, or when frustrated. people say unkind things a lot of times they don't even realize how unkind the thing they said was because they're, they're just in speaking it. from emotion yeah. they're in their pain yeah. they're in their experience yeah. and they're not thinking about cause and effect and if you can yeah. be lovingly detached from it and not and that goes ties back into the four agreements and you're not willing to take it personally they like, ha- choose yeah, they, not to take yeah. this personally you can Hold some really beautiful space for yourself and those around you. Yeah. And that by itself can transform demons into 
angels. Yes. And I think to summarize the first part of what you're saying, we want to aim for noticing and awareness and questioning and invitation and examination, not judgment. Like yes. it's, it's not, we're not aiming like, just like we said, like we're not here to make you feel like shit. We're not here to tell you you're bad people for saying I can't. Um, like we're here to tell you, you don't have to deflect responsibility like that anymore. And like, it's okay that that's what you've been doing this whole time. And like, it's okay that you're still going to do that sometimes. Yeah. I've been doing this work for quite a while now. And, and we're still, still calling each other out all the time. Like <laughs> your, your gold is infinite. Like it's every day. Yeah. Every single day. So, okay. So that was one. I can't, don't know how, um, which you can upgrade to. I can, I will, I choose to, or I choose not to. Yeah, and being really bold with that. Yeah, if you need to switching can't to I choose not to because can't it can't is a def- is a denial of our power and responsibility, and choose not to is standing in our power and setting a boundary. As a, I just want to speak as a woman who's been mm. flirted with and hit on and approached in you know flirtatious ways for a long time. When I realized this one. And, you know, dancing. I can't. I have ra- a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Like all the codependent things we say in trying to be nice, quote unquote, air quotes. Because yeah. having a boyfriend doesn't mean you can't. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like. It gives you a reason to choose not to. It does. And you can be single and be like. I choose not to. I choose not to give you my number. And yeah. I choose to go over here now. Bye. Yeah. And you don't have to give any explanation, you know. Yeah, I but, choose to disengage. <laughs> yeah. And people are like, whoa. <laughs> uh, usually because they're not used to that much. Um, they're not used to people standing in their power and claiming it. Yeah. And they'll judge it as whatever they may. Being a bitch or whatever. Yeah. Whatever they may judge it as. But it's you. Bitch, witch. <laughs> Same difference. It's you being in your, in your, in your um, power. In awareness your of yourself and what your own actions are and. You're in your commitment to clarity with yourself and your your world. Yes, your sovereignty. So number two is we talked about it's hard. And then I also wrote it's not working. And I would love to talk about that. But do you want to talk about it's hard? It's hard and it's not working is I. I'm being hard and I'm not working. Like, yeah, it's. Yeah. When you add the it at the front. Because it's like, what, what? It's hard. What's hard? It's not working. What's not working? It is not a thing. It is either you or someone else or a collective or. Or part. a system that yeah. someone has put into place or a technique that you put into place. Like, but it's not just like the overarching it. Yeah. It's not the. The it doesn't really mean anything. A, yeah, and when you say it's hard or it's not working, it's a refusal to engage with what is actually. It's in the not realm working. of non-description the way to give your power away. It's a refusal to solve a problem. It's a refusal to engage with a problem in a way that could result in a solution. Yeah. So it's not working. It's I'm... blaming the system instead of the actor who put the system into place. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying it's not working, you say. For me, I'm not experiencing this to work out well because of X, Y, or Z. 
And you may or not know you why. You may not need to. You may but not like, need all that. But just being in the awareness of there is no in like infamous it. Yeah, like, and and a lot of times when you hear someone say <laughs> it's not working, what they're actually saying is, I haven't been solid in my boundary of enforcing that I actually participate consistently in this system that I'm calling it. So like, let's take a, a, new, a new year's resolution. I'm just going to say a new year's resolution. We don't even talk about which one. Um, but if somebody like makes a new year's resolution and then they're like, oh yeah, I, I like let that go because it wasn't working. Well, was it not working? Like was the resolution not working or were you not sticking to the resolution? Did you not set yourself up with the systems and support that you needed to hold to that resolution? And and with the it's hard. I feel like you were you were talking about it's, it's hard, hard a little bit more I yesterday. Can't, I don't know how. It's hard is really the heart saying this is difficult and I don't know what to do. So that actually goes to the realm of like more of like the, the in like shut down mm-hmm. of, I don't know. I, this is, mm-hmm. this is hard. I don't know. I can't It's like that clamming up mm-hmm. and that going Resistance. into protection mode of it's hard and I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hard as I don't want to. Because it's scary or whatever it is. You, you may not have all of the translation there. It depends on the scenario. But it's hard. Is it really hard or is it that you're choosing not to do it and you're not engaging with it? And one of the things that you were talking about yesterday when we were talking about the phrase it's hard was you talked about casting a spell on humanity. Mm. Can you elaborate on that? We cast all kinds of spells <laughs> on humanity. Um, every day by the way we engage with our belief systems around the way the quote-unquote systems work. Um, we cast bigger spells than we realize sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what's a... I feel like there's a been a collective... There's been a spell cast over the collective, like... educational system in America that, like, math and science are hard. Oh, that's yes. And yes. and also by extension that like art is easy. Like that has Those also are been collective spell. That's a yeah. good example of collective spells. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, no. A, like art <laughs> is not easy. <laughs> like putting paint on paper might be easy if you don't have a whole lot of like emotional blockages around like like if you haven't had the ca- the spell cast on you by somebody else telling you like you're not creative or you're not a good artist or like you can't draw like mm-hmm. if you've had that spell cast on you like you might find it really hard just to put paint to paper um but like actually physically making something that could you know be a tax write off for a billionaire is not difficult um but like creating things that touch people's hearts, that change people's minds, that change people's lives, that help people level up through forcing them into deeper intimacy with themselves and their their world, that is not easy. And that, to me at least, is the job of an artist. And like the actual doing of like arithmetic, math is is actually very like simple, but 
not everyone is is necessarily like as inclined to be as naturally adept at it but like just because but i think that so i think that so many of the people who think that math is hard or who think that they're bad at math actually just had bad math teachers and weren't given the support that they need and were given the spell math is hard as a way as like a permission slip to not try and to not like seek additional support and okay do we have anything else to say about number two or do we want to move on to number three on touching on the collective spell thing really quickly Mm -hmm. um just remember you are part of the collective Mm -hmm. and your your spells and your your word choices and your sentences collectively add up compound interest of your words okay have you can i ask you a question sure have you ever spoken a phrase that you're pretty sure you've never heard before and then like days weeks months or years later you feel like you're hearing it everywhere yes i have had that experience yeah that is something that has given me your vibrational uh, yeah like ultra awareness of the power of my word and it's like do i know that like I was the part of a casting of a spell on humanity that resulted in that language coming around. No, not necessarily, but like it's like a radio. You're tuning into that frequency. Yeah. So you, you're a receptor yeah. for it. You can pick it up, and so then you do. Mm-hmm. You do pick up that frequency, which is really cool because that means that like if we're responsible for the frequency we're vibrating at, we could change our life. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Crazy idea, <laughs> or not so crazy. Okay, let's talk about number three. So we already talked about I can't afford, but we wanted to talk specifically about I'm broke. And I, I kind of also wanted to talk about like I'm poor, I'm too poor. Mm-hmm. And I know that this is a sensitive subject because trust me, I have been well, okay, I have been in the place where I felt like I'm broke, I'm too poor, I can't afford. And if you had asked me to upgrade that, I would have immediately been like, no, 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 let me like show you my bank account, like let me produce my pay stubs, let me show you all the reasons to prove to you that I'm broke, that I'm too poor, that I can't afford. But that's not what this is about. Let me show you my outstanding evidence that I have for all this time up until this point of why this is true. And I'm not willing to make it a different truth because of how much evidence I have. And looking for that evidence that justifies. That's below the responsibility line. That's justification and 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 blame. And and with that can come shame. It's it's all they're all tied. Um, once you're fall below the responsibility line, it's, it's all a fair mess. game. It's a mess down there. <laughs> um, um, so, so when you are deflecting that responsibility by looking for proof of the statement that you already believe, you are refusing to look for alternative for proof. You're choosing not to. Right. I don't you're, know if you're refusing to, if it's that okay, like defiant, yeah. okay. but you're, you're not. You're choosing not to. I've, I've definitely been in some situations where there was <laughs> defiance involved, but but you're making a choice to not look for evidence that could. Because I promise you, if you choose 
for just one day. If you're one of the people listening to this episode who's thinking, no, she thinks she's talking to me, but I'm actually broke. She thinks she's talking to me, but I actually can't afford shit. I'm actually poor. I just want to invite you. That might be true. That might be true. I'll, I'll let you have it for now. But I want to invite you for one day to look for 24 hours. Look as hard as you can for evidence to support the idea that you are supported, that you are provided for, that you are abundant. And I want to invite mm-hmm. you to realize that the first piece of evidence that you are supported, that you are provided for, and that you are abundant is that you are here and you are even able to listen to this podcast. If you are even resourced enough to listen to this podcast, podcasts are not a necessity. So you already have more than enough. That's your first piece of evidence. That one's free. The rest you're going to have to find yourself. But there are so many, I promise you. And when you shift your attitude by shifting what evidence you are willing to consider you shift your reality because when you shift your perception you shift what options you see available to you and when you shift what options you see available to you you have more choices you have different Mm -hmm. choices you can make different choices it's like taking the blinders off and being Mm -hmm. willing and it goes back to will and the activation of will and willing to see because when someone's in a no I can't I'm broke like in in massive resistance right yeah if you can't see but your eyes are closed maybe it's because your eyes are closed just possibly just a thought um (laughs) might not be that the light's off like it might not be that it's dark (laughs) it might be you It, it might be you and maybe if you chose to see something different you might actually start seeing something different and we're not saying that if you just suddenly start saying like oh I'm rich like suddenly money is going to appear in your bank account that's not how it works no but the way that it does work is that you move you shift you transform from a position of blaming your circumstances something outside of you giving your power away to, to something outside of you right instead of resourcing and going in and coming back to your heart and going in and tapping into that infinite potential right you're stepping out of these are all the reasons these are all the things happening outside of me that are preventing me from xyz you're stepping out of that and into what are the resources inside of me that I can claim responsibility for that I can claim power over that what power from within can I claim to affect change in my reality and I mean it can be as simple as opening the curtains it can be as simple as like if you're in a d- depression spiral, getting out of bed, getting out of bed, you know, like putting clothes on. Like if you, you know, if you've known somebody or who's if you ever can't, been if you a- can't even make yourself get out of bed, which you can. But if it feels too heavy to even think about, but you can set your phone down and pick up a book instead. Start there. Ten minutes, guys. Start there. And then maybe you can think about getting out of bed after that. <laughs> 
Okay. So let's talk about number four, which is I don't have time or this ties in. This is this is the same as I, I, I haven't had a chance. Um, I don't have time. I haven't had a chance. And this is the same thing as what we talked about in the- number one. I can't. I don't know how. It's no, it's your choosing. It comes back to choice yeah. and will. Because um, I have time have, and I'm doing this other thing with it. We all have exactly <laughs> the same amount of time. Unless, if you have a time machine, please um, call us. VervaneHellsDaughter at yeah. gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> that's how you can reach me. Let's talk. Um, but like, <laughs> sorry, I'm pretty sure you don't. Um, and also like if you do and you're listening to this, you are not the person who gets to make excuses about not having time. <laughs> so this does not apply to you. Um, like I absolutely don't want to hear shit from you about how you don't have time. Um, you literally have all the time in the world, but if you're not the person with the time machine, um, and you think you don't have time, you absolutely have exactly the same amount of time as everyone else. It's what you're choosing to do with it. When I've said I don't have time, it's been because I was like in school and working two jobs and like barely sleeping and planning a wedding and writing a book. God, what the fuck was I thinking? trying to do all those things at once but it wasn't that I like didn't have time to hang out with my friends or that I didn't have time to get enough sleep it was that I made made some very interesting choices about what to do with my time and how to divide my 24 7 and uh I have since made different choices (laughs) those are not the same choices that I'm making now but um yeah and and so and this was one that you said to me the other day that we we walked through was the I, I think I asked you if you had listened to a podcast to the Kristen Boss episode on micro quitting. Was that it? I think that I don't was know it. what you're going to say next. So. I haven't had you. You were like, no, I haven't had a chance to. Oh, and I was I like, oh, you've that. hella had a chance. I was like, you've had like so many chances, but you chose not to. And you didn't you didn't prioritize it. You mm-hmm. prioritized, prioritized other things. And like, that's OK. Like, but you caught I'm not my, here. You yeah, I was like, I'm not language. here. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm not here to make you feel bad about not choosing that. But I am here to make you realize that that was a choice, not mm-hmm. something that was put upon you. And I didn't take that personally. I was like, oh, yeah, no. yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, we wouldn't be talking about it here together on this episode if you'd taken it personally. I don't think that would have gone very well. Um, <laughs> and that's why we don't think things personally, folks, is because it doesn't go well. It does not go well. So number five that we wanted to talk about was I'm busy. Mm. Which do you want to talk about that one? Busy is actually really beautiful one. I didn't get this upgrade. This came from Sam, right? This came from Samantha. Yes. Um, Heartshine Divine on Instagram. Yes. We love her. We've talked about her before. And she's the one who, with Jennifer uh, Kitchen Mystic, put together the whole self-support workshop that was featured in the last two episodes that will be coming around again in the spring. So Yay. Yeah. Yes. And she's one of the one of the most present boss witches in Oil Coven. And she's one of my best friends. She's such she's such a bad she's just bitch. All around, really amazing girl. <laughs> we love you so much, Samantha. I introduced Samantha a little bit to this conscious language stuff in back in June. She has run with it. She, she has taken r- it I and run so, with it. I love it. You know, like the whole like exposure of people I've had to talking and talking people about conscious language she is like one percent of those people that like get it they hear the concept and they're like hungry 
Yeah. And their heart is like a heaven. Yes. A thousand percent. Like that is for me. Those upgrades are for me. That version of myself is what I want. Like that highest best version. And she has gone out and like (laughs) gotten it, dude. Like she has, I, I'm just, and it's like when I love you so I just want to say like here's a major reason that you want to put these upgrades into action in your life I'm telling you you want this because other people will feel so good about engaging with you when they can hear in every word that comes out of your mouth that you are taking personal responsibility for your choices and it's so attractive it's so attractive it's like honey like who doesn't love that yeah it's like you know you can be honest with this person you know that you can show up authentically and you know that if this person says they're gonna do something they're gonna do their fucking darndest to do it to make it happen and you know that if this person says they want to do something they mean it you do not that's one of my favorite things because I have had such a big fear throughout my life of asking people for things because I am really sensitive to emotions and energy. And if somebody agrees to do something, but then they're resenting me for it because they didn't really want to do it, I feel that and I feel it hard. And God, there's not there are few things that I hate more than like receiving something from somebody who is resenting giving it to me. And so I've made that like a really hard boundary in as many areas of my life as I can. Uh, it's a little harder at work because when you're a supervisor, it's like, no, I you might resent it, but like I still need to do this. <laughs> but like within my personal relationships, I have really made it a big boundary to be like, hey, I would really like this from you. But but like and, and this is one with. I don't think my husband will mind me saying this, that this is I do say to my husband, like, hey, I would really like you to like participate in this with me or to like do this thing for me. But like if you're going to have resentment about it, like, please just don't do it. Like, save me the trouble. I'll I'll find another way to make it happen. And that has given him permission to be really upfront about like, no, like I feel good about doing this or like, yeah, I, I, I'm not fully in this. Like my heart is not fully in this. If there's any other way that you can make this happen, that would be better for me. And God, that's s- such a saving grace in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And in, in you and me, Abigail, our relationship with each other and all the boss witches in Oil Coven with each other as well. This is something that we've worked really hard to. Culture creation. Yeah. To create a culture culture of and and set boundaries around and expectations of showing up in responsibility. Yes. Coming back to Sam. (laughs) Busy. (laughs) Really quickly. That was all good. And I just want to remember where we were. Um, She was talking to me and was telling me like, and this is very public. You can probably go on her Instagram and watch a live of her talking about this as Mm -hmm. well. Um, talking about how she was feeling into like hearing herself say like to her husband and her friends and stuff I'm really busy I'm busy like and she was obviously had a lot of going going on in her life and had a very active experience and she was reflecting on it and consciously feeling into it and she's like I really don't enjoy busy busy Mm -hmm. doesn't feel good in my body it doesn't feel good in my heart it feels icky there's something heavy about it and I don't like it and so she created the upgrade I'm full or my day is really full or my schedule is really full or yes we were just talking about like because I had a meeting with Sam this morning and we were talking about wanting to have a meeting like this towards the end of every month and 
we were like, hey, if we want to make this happen at the end of February too, we should probably like pick a day for that now because our Februarys are already looking pretty full. And God, that feels so much better than February is really busy. Busy to me feels overwhelming. It feels like sticky, almost clingy, like too like, much. Like yeah, uh, overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very like, heavy. And she was wise enough and capable enough to be able to like notice this within herself mm-hmm. and make make the upgrade on her own. Mm-hmm. And that is what the power of conscious loving awareness of your language does is you can start to feel these things in your own life, in your own experience mm-hmm. and make your own upgrades and feel into it what's true for you. It doesn't need to be, oh, well, Abigail told me this or oh yeah. I read this in a book it's like yes and Abigail's you told me can... lots of things that don't like resonate for me personally and that's we're still friends yeah that's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I, okay this might be weird but I'm gonna say it anyway to me because this just rings so true to me to me busy has the same energy in my body. When I hear the word busy or say the word busy, I have the same reaction in my body to when I drink too much coffee. Mm. It is exactly the same feeling. Um, Like different levels of it, slightly different like manifestations of it, but exactly the same energy. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I feel like quitting busy and quitting coffee are like very much going hand in hand with me. It's kind of slowing down to speed up. Yes. And dropping into what does this feel like in my body when I say this is a really Mm -hmm. valuable tool. Yes. um, Which is why I do a lot of somatic work Mm -hmm. and being present with what's acting in the body because it all ties together. It's all connected. Yes. Um, So thank you, Sam, for that wonderful upgrade that, you know, I didn't have that one. That was one that I didn't have online. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she told me about it and she was going through this experience of upgrading this. And I was like, yes, this feels so good. Thank you. Thank you. And I now am translating that version. Like when I say I'm busy, I catch myself now and I'm like, am I? No, I'm full. Mm-hmm. And that feels abundant. That feels like overflow. That feels like joy. That feels like um, validation for all mm-hmm. the things that I am choosing to do. And and I'm yes. full and I don't have any more room. And it's a lovingly loving way to communicate. Yeah. I'm so full that this isn't able to come in on my schedule right now because I've already got this, all this fullness, all this yeah. uh this is all filled yeah. full filled day yep. <laughs> there is no space or there's no available space yes because ideally even when our schedule is like quote unquote full we still want to be leaving a anyone bit of space most of you have probably had the experience of being told oh i'm busy which and is, you know how which it feels another to be on way the, of saying i can't make it which isn't you know like you know what it is to be on the receiving end of that probably most likely Probably, probably is a fun word to translate. We'll talk about that later, maybe. Um, <laughs> probably not on this episode. That sounds like a not level one or two or three. No, <laughs> um, we're trying. We're choosing to do simple, simple, actionable, approachable. And try is a really quick one too. Okay, you want to talk about try? If it's really quick, try is I. 
is like giving yourself permission to give up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, God, I can't believe we didn't include that. We did. We just did. I totally believe. No, I mean in the outline. <laughs> I totally believe that we didn't include it in the outline. But how wonderful that we've just brought it up here. Um, I try. Yeah. When I, it's I'll like, try to I'll make try it. I'll try my best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then if you, you did your best, but you still yeah. didn't, you gave do yourself a permission do not. slip to fail. There is no try. Sure. You, that's Yoda <laughs> quote. Have is you it? seen Star Wars ever? Oh, maybe, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe once a long time. Everyone ago. who's listening to the podcast will get it. I'm, I promise. They're in the they're in the in crowd. <laughs> maybe not everyone. Okay, oh. I don't want to make you feel like excluded if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know who the fuck Yoda is. Um, uh, but that's do or do not. There is no try. Is a very famous Yoda quote, and he's spot on. He's spot on. There is no try. While we're doing bonus translations, I just want to add in another one. Um. When we say, and this is the the domain of canceling and cancel clear, um, when we say a really big long sentence like, I love you so much and I appreciated our time together, but the but cancels out everything you just said. I forgot to put but slash and in here too. I'm going to put in now. But slash and. Yeah, but when we, we say but we're taking all the energy and the momentum of everything we just said. Like I just said something so beautiful. I loved spending time with you. I love you so much. I had a great day with you, but it's like, if you're listening to that and you hear that, like your face immediately falls, your you heart know immediately what drops like. into your stomach. You're like, Oh, you know what it's like <laughs> to feel that in your body when you <laughs> hear someone when say that to you, it does not example, feel good. The classic example that always comes up is I'm not racist, but, like oh people always talk gosh. about this that like anything that follows the the phrase i'm not racist but is like 99% likely to be racist like <laughs> so i mean that's just an example but like linguistically it's 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 probably true like you might not be racist but the thing you're about to say is probably racist and you're probably at least a little bit like most of us probably at least a little bit racist if you believe i don't know i'm not gonna talk about that more but um. <laughs> you get it like just it's it's an invitation yeah. to notice when you say but yeah you're, and, you're, and the receiving you're drawing a hard line between the two things on either side of the butt so the upgrade there is and mm-hmm. so when you say I had such a lovely day with you and I love you so much and I had a good time with you. And, and I have to leave now. <laughs> or, you know, or, yeah. and whatever. And I feel like we need to talk about this thing that I was triggered oh, yeah. by in our yeah. conversation we had or whatever yeah. it may be. You're giving space for both to be true. Yes. You're saying. I still love you. Absolutely. Yes. And also. And it's the and part. And I still I'm upgrading this one and I catch myself on it regularly. Same. And I feel like I, I let you like talk about this one in my stratosphere for a, for a little good, good little while before I started to be like, eh, I should probably take that one seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it for the bonus. Okay. Uh, bonus ones. We got to get back on track here. The last one we're going to talk about, I wrote, I don't want, but that's not really exactly what it is. What, what we were actually, what I really want to talk about here is negatively worded manifestations. Mm. So... One that went around in a circle that I used to attend regularly and really love. Like, this is not me talking shit about this circle. Oh, my God. What a gift that circle was to me. Um, 
and I will not talk shit about it, but one phrase that often went around in that circle that at the time I did not feel like I had the power or the authority to step up and be like, hmm, maybe like, could we try saying this instead? So I just went along with it, but it stood out to me and it stuck with me and it sticks with me to this day. And the phrase that we got, we would pass around whatever we're passing around and say, I think there were some other parts of it, but the part I really remember was, may your cup never empty. And when we say something like, may your cup never empty, you're invoking never, you're invoking empty. And like how much more, like may your cup never empty comes from a place of fear because it comes from a place of, dear Lord, can that thing that I'm afraid of please never happen? Mm-hmm. And you're tapping into that fear to make that prayer, to make that yeah. manifestation, to speak That's that into existence. That's what I would call casting a broken spell. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And we're going to talk, go into more on that in a second if you want. But the, the that's, upgrade. That's it. That's where we got it. We were yeah. talking about that. And that's where that realization came mm-hmm. from was that. Yes. So it might sound pretty, but it's actually a broken spell <laughs> and it's not doing what and you think upgrade. it's doing. Yeah. And the upgrade to may your cup never empty think so that to me when I hear that it does invoke a fear of my cup being empty and then like a oh okay I, I really hope that never happens like the blessing is that that never happens um keep my fingers crossed <laughs> notice what goes on that, in your body too yes. like what an interesting experience that yes brings up when you feel yes. that in your body versus notice how your body feels when I grant you this blessing you dear listener yes you May your cup always overflow. Hmm. May your cup be always abundantly filled. Different vibration. And what's the difference between, uh, here's another example, like, um, I'm laughing because the example that just came to mind is something I say all the time. Don't die. (laughs) And you guys know this because there was literally a podcast episode where I wrote myself a note to not die. And I'm pretty sure I posted it on my Instagram. Um, (laughs) And like, don't die. Like, where does that put us? That puts me in like a state of anxiety a little bit because it's like, okay, I'm going to try not to do that. (laughs) But like the upgrade to that is like, Live long and prosper, right? Or like, <laughs> long live you, long live me, long live us, long live this. Um, I mean, there's so many different like upgrades to that. But any, any, if you're speaking a manifestation or a blessing that includes a don't or a never or a not or anything in the negative, the grandiosities, yeah. grand, grandiosities, well, grandiosities yeah. are the are the never extremes. or always those are both grandiosities it's the extremes but the never the, the always, not the never. empty the the well i think always can be really beautiful and i uh, that's what i'm what i'm what i'm trying to say at least and maybe you have something different to say and i would love to hear it but what i'm trying to say it's not about extremes it's not about grandiosities it's about negatives it's about when we're using our manifestation for the power of subtraction instead of the power of addition. And this actually, this in 
in I've just explained this in words, but this works in actions too. So if you're looking at your life and you're thinking about all of these negative habits that you have that you want to change, that you want to get rid of, it's very, very difficult to just get rid of a habit. But you know what's not any, you know what's a lot, e- I also said not anywhere near as difficult. You know what's much, much easier? That's the upgrade to not anywhere near as difficult. You know what's much, much easier and simpler and has a much higher success rate is replacing a habit. And you don't even have to think of it as a replacement because all you have to do is add in something good and small. Add in one good habit. And if you little by little over time, continuously begin to add in little good habits, over time, there won't be room for your bad habits. And a lot of your good habits are going to replace bad habits by default. So that's that's another thing. Instead of trying to like quit a bad habit, try adding a good habit. That's the, the action version of this conscious language upgrade. Anything else you want to say about that? No. Okay. Um, did you have anything else to say about casting broken spells? Whenever we're in a, gosh, I hope I don't, you know, mm. whatever it might hope be. Hope also. We could talk about hope also, but yeah. we should do that another yeah. time. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm having something come to mind that I think my friend, um, one of the boss, which is uh, Stacy said the other day like I've noticed she has said a few things just like so genuinely like innocently and I've been like man that sounds like you're you really are hoping for the best but it's like saying it in this way that's like not a hundred percent like yeah at our at our vision casting meeting someone was saying um that we really don't want to break the integrity we really don't want to lose the intimacy and integrity that we have cultivated in oil coven as it grows yes i think we have this really beautiful intimate high integrity community in oil coven which is currently a community of technically my team is like 75 members but i think people who are like actively involved in the community is closer to like 40 people um and so it's it's really quite intimate it's really very high integrity and there is a little bit of a, um, I don't want to say a fear or hesitation or nervousness or an anxiety. I want to say a question of the around the possibility of like, as Oil Coven grows, is there the possibility, like we see the possibility, the possible future path for as that growth happens to lose that intimacy and to lose that integrity that we've worked so hard to cultivate. And so this was this wish was worded in a sense of we really don't want to lose that. Mm. And mm-hmm. how powerful is it? And we talked about this in the vision casting meeting about how powerful is it to shift our perspective from let's not lose that to very simply let's maintain that. And very often when we are using a negative like not lose, excuse me, or not break, there is a positive word that exists. Don't forget. Remember. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Don't forget. Remember. Don't go. Stay. Mm-hmm. Don't go. That sounds like begging. Please stay with me. 
so clear, so conscious, so clear. Yeah. What if we just all dropped in? I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Bless you. Blessings be upon you. Good Lord. Okay. Thank you. So the last thing that we wanted to talk about today, oh I'm goodness. not editing that out. I'm not editing today. Um, <laughs> Sorry, guys. They're getting the real us. Um, <laughs> 100% yeah, unedited yeah. audio. Thank you so much for being with oh, us today. Gosh. Yes, thank um, you. The last thing that we want to talk about is what is possible for you if you claim the power of your word and choose to use it consistently in your own favor. And I'm like getting like almost like getting goosebumps just mm. thinking about like how God, I, I remember my life and how powerless I felt before I understood my own power and responsibility. And I very honestly don't think that I do fully understand my own power. Um, I, I think we are. It's something we've been societally yeah. taught to be afraid of and trained and, and taught in schools in. that it's not actually in our highest and best interest to tap into that. So we're collectively. Well, we've also been taught that we don't have power. That like the system exactly, is us. Exactly. So we're collectively. That's just the way things are. Choosing to. Right. So we're, we're confronting all of those powerful, intentional, what I like to, to call like black magic, like dark magic that's being cast on humanity as a whole, as a bigger like system issue and perspective issue. So we're, we're by choosing consciousness within ourselves, it's like going up to the Red Sea and holding out your hand and saying no more. <laughs> this tidal wave, this this current, this river, this raging river of personal trauma, of family trauma, of generational trauma, of collective consciousness trauma around this. I am with my will choosing to stand up against all of that and do something different. It is like mm -hmm. commanding a tsunami to stop mm -hmm. in front of you. It takes so much will. And you are yeah. capable of it. And also, if it feels hard, just remember that you are not working with history. You're not working. This is not the the flow that's just the easy flow. It's like being the log yeah. in the stream that's stopping the situation from moving forward yes. and saying we're going to redirect this flow. Being firm in your boundaries and in your power. Is there anything else at all? I I, I so need to much, answer that question. Really, actually. so much. I yeah, mean, <laughs> this is like scratching, and there's there's so mm -hmm. uh, you know we're we've been talking about it for like five years, and we're not done yet. <laughs> of course not, and, and of course you know you think about oh I'm gonna do this podcast. I'm want want to say all the right things. I want to touch all the things and. Just trusting no. also. And when we sat down to plan this, I was like, Abigail, we are only talking about five <laughs> to 10 things. I know that we could talk for three yeah. straight years about this, but we need to keep this under two and hours. And I wrote down a bunch of other upgrades that are honestly yeah. not, not level one 
stuff. So maybe we'll come back for a part two someday. Yeah, if you want. Okay, here's my challenge to you, my invitation to you. If you want a part two, someone, anyone, submit to me your homework assignment. Your homework assignment is to put into action any one or more of the upgrades that you learned from this lesson or upgrades that you may have created for yourself from tools that you learned in this lesson, such as the the emotion scale or the, the responsibility line or just noticing the way that certain words feel in your body or phrases or whatever. I want you to put one or more of these upgrades into action and I want you to tell me about it. You can send me a message in writing. There's a contact form on my website at welcometomagicschool.com. There's another contact form on my website at vervainandtheroses.com. You can message me on Instagram at welcometomagicschool. You can send me a written message there or a voice message there. Um, If you send me a voice message, I might put your actual voice on the podcast, which is always really fun. Um, If you send me a written message, I'll read it. If you want to be anonymous, let me know. Um, Otherwise, I'll probably credit you. Um... If <laughs> when any of you sends me your homework from this episode, then I will know that you are ready for the next level of upgrades from my friend Abigail. Yay. Yay. Please do your homework. I want to <laughs> come back. And like, I want to be clear that the reason that I assign you guys homework and the reason that like every single homework assignment that is picked out for this, for magic school, for what we do here together is picked out because if you do it, it will help you level up. And I purposefully pick things that are practical, approachable, and that work. So if you're not doing them, I want to ask yourself, are you, I want you to ask yourself, are you saying, I don't have time to do the homework? Are you saying, I can't do the homework? Are you saying, I haven't had a chance to do the homework? Are you saying, I don't know how to do the homework? And if you're saying any of those things, take some time. And be honest with yourself. Are you choosing not to do the homework? Heck, that's even an upgrade. You could write home about that. Or are you choosing to do the homework? (laughs) Yeah. So... Please, please send me your homework because that's how I know that this podcast is out there doing good in the lives of others and actually helping other people level the fuck up, which is why I'm doing this. And I know that on a previous episode, I threatened to take away the homework section because I I felt like I wasn't receiving an, as many um, homework submissions as I wanted. And when I threatened to take it away, a bunch of you messaged me and were like, no, don't. I love it. I just haven't had a chance to do it. Well, to every single one of you who has ever said to me, I haven't had a chance to do the homework. Fuck that. Yes, you have. (laughs) You've made other choices. You've prioritized other things. And that's okay. I'm not here to judge you for that. But I am here to make you aware of that, that that's a choice that you've made, that that's a choice that you've been making. And I want to invite you, if you want to get more out of this podcast, I did not create this so that you could binge listen and never put any of it into action. The reason I give you homework is so that you can listen and then you can go out into the world and integrate what we talk about. And no, you don't have to do it for every single episode. If you listen to an episode and you're like, I don't know if that applies to me. I don't know how I would put this into action right now. Whatever. But if you listen to something and you're like, oh, that's interesting. 
I'd like to try that. Then for gosh sake, try it. And please, tell me about it. I'd love to hear about it, and I'd love to feature it on a future episode. And if you submit homework from this episode at any time in the future, I'll take that as a cue that it's time to invite Abigail back for part two of Conscious Language Upgrades, and probably I'll learn some new stuff, because I feel like we've, I mean, there are probably a, a few more upgrades that we could go over that I know about or whatever, but I really look forward to, like, learning some some other stuff from you. I suspect there's a lot of things also that I've, like, kind of written off, because it, it I hear you talk about it. I'm like, that sounds like a little too woo-woo for me. But I would really love to like sit with that in curiosity and like really give you the space to share. Because like I said at the very beginning, like there may be things that I haven't resonated with immediately, but that doesn't mean that other people won't. Like if it resonated for you, I trust that it's going to resonate for other people. Mm-hmm. And I also choose to be open to the possibility that if I actually sit with it in curiosity instead of judgment, that it could be of service to me as well and I am this is magic school for me too guys I'm also here to level up like (laughs) this is not just about me you know being like the the grand wizard and like telling people how to live their lives this is about me figuring out how best to live my life and passing on to you what I've learned what I know works um in the realm of magic so what I see possible for you, if you claim the power of your word and choose to use it consistently in your favor. Also, you can go back and listen to some of the first episodes she did on word stuff. Yeah. So, so if, you, if you're interested in this and you're listening out of order, um, go back and listen to, I forget what episode number it was, but it was Manifestation Magic Part 1. It was the power of your word. It's the one about like... Can you speak things into existence? Um, Does what you write down happen? Like all all those sorts of things. What is the power of your word? Um, That's a good one. I mean, I think they're all good ones. Well, okay. (laughs) I'm not so sure about episode seven, if I'm going to be totally honest. Um, That's one I'd really like to redo someday. But you know what? I'm leaving it up there. Um, Done. Done is better than perfect. Done is better than perfect. Exactly. Done is better than perfect. Um, Well, Done is better than perfect and not done. Perfect and done is better than imperfect and done. But done is better than perfect 20 years later. Um, The other one that Abigail, I didn't even think about this being totally related, but it's 100% totally related. And it's the, there's a big fucking reason that this was episode one. Episode one, crafting empowering questions for use in divination. Um, that episode is all about claiming your power in the realm of divination and it really does go hand in hand with claiming your power in the realm of like the way that you craft questions the way that I teach to craft questions in that episode is absolutely influenced by the same ways of thinking that led to the upgrades that we shared here today in this episode um some other resources that we talked about throughout the episode that you can find in the additional resources linked in the show notes or on my website welcome to magicschool.com are uh, the four agreements by don miguel ruiz yes um the logos of now tell, what was that one again the logos of now conscious language conscious language the logos of now and is we'll a have really that great book we'll have that linked um we were also going to drop some invitation, some information, which could be an invitation, about the Sacred Stays retreat. Yes. So Alicia and her team with the Sacred Stays um, 
retreats or stays. They actually shifted it from retreats and just okay. run away okay. to staying, um, <laughs> to mm. sacredly staying instead of retreating. Oh, that's so good. I didn't even think about that, Abigail. I never told you. No, you didn't. I'm so glad you're telling me now. Because, <laughs> yeah, um, to retreat is to, it's, like, back the fuck off, to get away. Yeah, no, it's just, this is choosing to stay, so they to call it with. sacred stays. Mm. Um, you can find her, and mm. you can you can do several things. You can either message her on Instagram at sacred stays with a dot in between. So We're going to put it dot in the stays. resources in the show notes. Yes, and you can message her there. She does one-on-one coaching, which is highly, highly, like, it's intense and beautiful and powerful. And I only recommend you enter into that space with her or myself or another coach if you are, like, ready ready to to be translated, (laughs) ready to be translated and ready to step into the upgrade fully. Yeah. And if you come in with that. And not take it personally. Yes. Yeah. And if you do that, I have been blessed and so grateful throughout the years she's coached me through a lot I've worked with several different people doing this and I resonate with Alicia so much because she chooses to come home and back to compassion and ease and love and Mm -hmm. sometimes when we're upgrading we can be really hard and intense and like a masculine energy almost can overpower of like getting it right or all of this. And she comes at it with this energy of ease and love and flow. And just, I, if you haven't had an session with Alicia and this is interesting to you at all, like my heart feels so warm and open and soft, even just bringing her up mm-hmm. and bringing her into the space. So Definitely message her if that's something you're interested in. So she does one-on-ones and they also have the Sacred Stays um, three-day um, experiences. So we'll have like, we'll go to an Airbnb and that's all we're doing is we are being walked through our stuff. And you can go to her website for more information on that. I could talk about the experiences I've had with her and the trainings that I've done with her. It is presence. It is ultimate presence and being truly someone holding your hand and saying, let's go Mm. to the first time that this trauma was happened and created in your body. I'm going to look you in the eyes. I'm going to hold you. I'm going to read you. I'm going to translate this and be here for your victory in the light to shift into that. And it is for me, it was life-changing a thousand times over, and I'm so grateful, and I'm really excited to hopefully, um, not hopefully, I choose to do that. <laughs> That's that hope, right? Yeah. It hope, gets- real quick. I said we weren't going to talk about hope, but hope is putting the responsibility in the hands of the universe. Yeah, instead of my own responsibility. I can. I can and I will. Hope is like, it. it's the same as try, but it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll let the universe try. It's like it sounds prettier. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, you'll see me at some of her upcoming sacred stays, and maybe we'll see you there too. Mm-hmm. She. It was so cool. I just called her recently and was like, "Hey, we're doing a podcast. How do you want to be contacted?" <laughs> and she's like, "Oh my gosh, me and the sacred stays team just talked about like doing another retreat." 
um, another for like the an, first time another, yeah. in like two years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so because if you're listening way in the future, it's early, it's January 2022 right now. You probably you if you're in the future, you probably use 2020 as like a curse word. Um, <laughs> um, are you uh, everything is fine. OK. Um, yeah. So you can also I mean, who could ignore such a glowing recommendation? But Abigail, you also offer. I offer conscious language upgrades. I do hold space in that way. Yes. And you can contact me for a one on one session. OK. And then as you guys know, I also offer divinatory coaching or if you just want to be in a space, if you don't want like the one on one, but you just want to like be around people who talk about this shit all the time, like join Oil Coven. Yeah. (laughs) What are you waiting for? That's also a thing is a lot of people don't know this, but Mary Young and Gary Young are intimately have been for many years intimately working with uh robert tennant stevenson and mary young actually co-authored the new book that uh robert came out with what yeah and they used the oils in it i didn't didn't tell you that that. no you didn't tell me that oh wow wow we got a lot to talk about wow But we literally have, okay, so for Oil Coven, we have a Discord server. It's my favorite social media place to be. It doesn't even feel like social media because it is so intimate. Um, And we have like a whole channel straight up just for talking about like words of power and conscious language upgrades and like, like we just went over our words of the year in there. But we do. We talk about conscious language upgrades in there. And I'm going to be dropping this episode in that channel. Um, but that is, not only is there like a channel for discussing this, but like you will find yourself in a community of people who value communicating with integrity and responsibility. And there is nothing that will help you level up faster than be than surrounding yourself with people who are dedicated and committed to leveling up themselves. And part of that for us in Oil Coven is cheering each other on as we're all leveling up. So like you will not find yourself like a third wheel alone along for the ride if you hop in there. Like you get out of it what you put into it. If you show up into the Oil Coven space and you like come to our events and participate in the Discord and you are active and like involved in the community you will find the people in that community including the two of us including like you will find so much more support in that community than you thought possible from people you met on the internet and as a I I, I, as a like an additional note to this I just want to say I know that I talk about oil coven all the fucking time and I know that you know that oil coven is my way of well it's 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 a lot of the value that i that we add Mm -hmm. to the plant magic that young living provides and puts together for us which is already like its own beautiful gift all on its own but when you combine that plant magic with something like the community of oil coven never mind like the the potential for freedom through the compensation plan when you combine just let forget the compensation plan for a minute when you combine the plant magic and the community you would literally have to choose repeatedly not to engage to avoid leveling up and i want to be ultra clear that like yes i do make money when people join oil coven and purchase products and if you join through Abigail, which you can also do, um, Abigail is is a boss witch within Oil Coven. If you join with her, you join with me. Um, 
when you do that, yes, you are supporting our abundance. You are supporting our vision. You are supporting our ability to do stuff like this much more full time. You're supporting my ability to have a baby the way that I want. Like, but also. And. And. (laughs) You are supporting all of those beautiful things. And also, you are investing in yourself. You are gifting yourself such beautiful tools and such beautiful systems for support and such a- and access to such a beautiful community that is so committed to growth. Like you, if you show up and engage, you will not be able to avoid experiencing growth. And I really mean that. And so when I re- invite you over and over and over to join this space and to choose to level up with Plant Magic by engaging with these products and to choose to level up in all these other ways by engaging with this community, and if you choose to level up your abundance by participating in the business as well, that's beautiful. I want that for you. I support you in that. And I, I man, I really will support you in that. I am creating new systems. I am like taking time to work on creating and developing new systems to support my boss witches and my customers every single day right now and that is big it's it's big and it's gonna get bigger and so when I invite you to this I am inviting you because I see the potential the possibility for what this could do for you because I know what engaging with this plant magic and engaging with this community because oil coven also like I've created Oil Coven with these other boss switches who are just absolutely fabulous and really help hold this space so beautifully. But we've created it within larger organizations, the Moon Babes, Enchanted Cedar, and beyond that already existed with not quite the the level of – no, Moon Babes absolutely has the same level of intimacy – um, not necessarily the same level of intimacy, although I say that because I'm a newcomer. I suspect that a lot of them did have that level of intimacy, and I just don't feel that way because they're not – those, like, diamond leaders are not my enrollers. But you will find yourself a part of a tradition of people who gather to cheer each other on and lift each other up. And we are doing something unique culturally yeah, like for we are sure. we are intentionally crafting the culture of our space very much celebration so. and intimacy and authenticity and care like this, this this is not just like oh I think these oils are cool like this is yeah. a community and I also wanted to speak really quickly mm-hmm. on something you said a moment ago about you know if you want to connect with people who want to make their lives better you know, the the age old saying, like, who's in your pond? Mm-hmm. Who are the fish swimming in your pond? That's who you surround yourself and with. And this is an opportunity to put yourself into a community of culture where we've got some really beautiful fish swimming in our <laughs> pond. Really. Yeah. Really. really. I, I'm just so grateful every single day. I really, really am. Every single day. So grateful. And I really want to cut this off before two hours. We're going to make it. We're going to make it because we have about 30 more seconds here. It was so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad that you were here. You can walk away if you need to walk away. I have a few more things that I have to say about um, Oil Coven, which is just that like the the thing about this community is that the thing that every single member of Oil Coven has in common, that every single member of, of the Moon Babes has in common is that... They, at one point or another, 
made the choice to invest in themselves, to invest in their own wellness by purchasing this plant magic and, and stepping into this community. And so there are no people in this community that don't care about leveling up. There are no people in this community that don't care at all about investing in themselves, about personal growth, about their own wellness, about making their lives better. And and the the purchase being the barrier to entry ensures that because it means that you have to say, I'm worth it. I'm worth the effort or the money or the energy or the time. I'm worth working through something that feels hard. I'm worth working through ideas of can't afford or don't have time. I'm worth working through those ideas to make my life better. And those are the people, the people who have said that, who have chosen to make that decision for themselves are the people that you're going to find in Oil Coven. And that, that (laughs) is the power of the community. That is what I am inviting you to be a part of when I invite you to join Oil Coven. So I will also have, as I always do, links in the show notes um, under the Level Up with Plant Magic section for a couple different options. One of them is going to be um, my daily non-negotiables that I've been talking. If you follow me on Instagram at Vervain of the Roses, I've been talking a lot lately about the things that I use like literally every single day to make my days better. Um and those things are going to be in that first bundle that I'll share below. And I'll post a couple of things. You can look through them. You can message me if you have questions. We can build a custom bundle just for you. Um, there is no minimum purchase to join. We we do suggest that people purchase a, a roughly 100 PV worth of a product as, as a minimum like contribution to the space. But if you really want to be a part of the space and that's not on the table for you or, or you're not choosing to invest at that high an amount at this time like that's okay there's room for you in the circle there's room for you in the coven there's room for you at the table the circle is open but unbroken and we would love to have you open but unbroken may the peace of the goddess be ever in your heart merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. That's how we end all of our meetings with an oil coven. It's one of my favorite things. But the way that we end podcast episodes here is I ask you to leave a rating, which you can now do on Spotify, to leave a review if this helped you. If this really helped you and you really want to share it with others and like bless others with the knowledge that you gained today, Please go ahead and share this episode to your Instagram and tag at Welcome to Magic School. I will reshare it. I will love you. I will appreciate you. I mean, I love you anyway, but I will really appreciate you if you are helping to bless others with this knowledge. And um, I will see you next time. Yeah, that's really it. Thank you so, so much for being here today. Have a wonderful, magical day, a wonderful, magical forever. And we'll see you next time on Welcome to Magic School, where you'll learn how to level up every aspect of your life and make your everyday magical one step at a time with practical and approachable witchcraft that works.